Yep, let's do this. Okay. I am here with Trajan Dunkley. Hello. Hi. She is a fellow comedian and tarot, or tarot, depending on how you want to say it, reader. I sure am. <laughs> how are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm really excited to be on uh, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I was trying to figure out how to make it work uh-huh. because you're cancer and I already had done a cancer. Uh-huh. But then I was like, wait, we'll, we'll talk about the tarot astrology. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think cancer is the chariot. It is the yeah. chariot. Yeah. And Scorpio is death. Hmm. Um, we'll get in, we'll get into that. I'm sorry if I'm like weird. Cause I, it's the last day of my trip and I don't feel like a real person. I feel that. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I also haven't felt like a real person in like three months. So I feel like this is the, I've been at your house for like five to 10 minutes and I feel like this is the first time I'm making eye contact uh-huh. with you. Oh, it's, that's how I usually am. I, I usually will just like, I, we're like in my kitchen kind of, and I have like a, um, what is that? A shelf, a counter, yeah, a counter. And there have been several times when I've just been like sitting, like perched like a bird, eating a bowl of cereal, and just scaring the hell out of my roommates because they didn't <laughs> know I was home. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I always scare the shit out of my roommates too. I think it's like the stealthy, quiet. Yeah, it's just like you turn around. It's like, oh, hey, how long have you been here? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm here to scare the shit out of you. That's why I moved in. (laughs) That's why I'm here. That's my whole game plan. Seriously, for everything. Um, How long have you been reading cards for? Um, I've been reading them myself for about a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been getting readings done for um, like two and a half years. Uh, one of my friends had taken a tarot class in college. Um, yeah, it's um, it was it was like kind of a psychology class where they were talking about um, how the tarot cards correlate to Jungian psychology mm-hmm. and like symbols like the Joseph Campbell like Hero with a Thousand Faces. And I have the book and I've read like a chapter of it and it was like really good. I just like have not. It's called Jungian Tarot. Um, but he had taken that class and then he like started reading tarot like for the class and then he got like super into it. So he just started doing readings for like all of his friends. Uh-huh. Um, and like whenever he would do them for me, like I would like get like the jitters, like the like feel all the energy within me. And I'm like, oh, I should probably start doing this for myself. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I started doing it and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like I'm. Like, I'm still pretty new to it since it's only been, like, a year. Mm -hmm. So I'm still, like, kind of learning about, like, all the symbols. And, like, it's a lot of me just, like, like a lot of guesswork. And I haven't done, like, a whole bunch of, like, academic research into it. Yeah. Um, But it's been a good time. I I feel like I I have, like, a connection to it that I didn't expect to. Nice. What deck deck do you use? Uh, I use the Rider Waite. Okay, nice. That was the first deck I got, too. Yeah. It seems like that's like the go-to. Yeah, like it was. Um, that was the one that they, uh, they had used in his class. So that's the one that I was the most familiar with because I would be getting greetings like at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I I bought my deck up in Sedona, so I was like just touching a bunch of decks. Like like I wanted to buy one in Sedona because I'd always had really good memories from that city. So I was just like touching a bunch of decks, seeing which one called out to me, and it just like happened to be right or wait. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love Sedona. It's so great. So I need to much. go back. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to Sedona like 
for the purpose of getting cards or was it just like part of your mission? I, um, I was at a film festival. I worked, um, I worked slash work at the Sedona film festival. Um, so while we were up there, I was just like remembering like, Oh, I should, I should see if I, if I can get a pack of tarot cards while I'm up here. It's a really cool city. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I bought a hydro flask there too. Like it was just like a bunch of like crunchy earth shit that I was doing <laughs> that, that, that week. Wait, a hydro flask? Yeah. Like the, um, like the big water bottles that like keep the water cold for like a whole day. Oh yeah. yeah. Or warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're super fancy and like expensive, but they're also like super <laughs> worth it. Yeah. I do. I have one of those, but I don't know where it is, but I always use it to keep things warm. Uh huh. But it does like too good of a job because I'll pour my like boiling water and, uh-huh. and then, then it's my still hot. And then I'm like, fuck, like it's been three hours. Uh-huh. It's hot as shit. Yeah, there was like one time when I um I put like ice water in it and eight hours later, like the ice was still in it. I'm like, this is amazing. Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What was okay, so was it just your friend that was giving you readings, or did you start like venturing out onto like um people that work out of shops or uh, it was just my friend um, at the time, and then I connected with, like, a few other friends who, like, read tarot, who we'd, like, read to each other. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten, like, a professional reading besides, like, the one that you gave me, but that was also, like, still kind of impromptu. Well, yeah, I think it was, like, during a show. Yeah, it was, like, during a show. And I was totally sarcastic. <laughs> um, but it was still, like, kind of spot on. Um, well, it's because I emailed you the real reading after. Uh, did you? Yeah, because I was like, oh, like, your boyfriend sucks. Like, your boss hates you. Oh, right, right, right. And then I was No, there like, was, um, there was the one that was, um, like, on Thursday. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 okay, that's right, that's right, I did do that one, uh-huh. I forgot about that. I was thinking about the one that I did at, like, Great Exposure. Yeah, Great Exposure. That one also was super spot on, <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, like, that one where you're just, like, giving people readings, and you're like... Yeah, I forgot I was doing, uh-huh. I was doing them when we were at, uh, Crescent mm-hmm. for, Bird, we were there for Bird City. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love, well, I love whipping out the, the deck during comedy festivals, uh-huh. because it's just, like, get to connect with all the comedians for in sure, a way that's sure. just like really nice. I should try that for big pine. That was, that was my problem. I didn't bring my deck at bird city. That's why nobody was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude, bring the deck. I, yeah, I brought mine to big pine too. And I uh-huh. connect, I connected with a bunch of comedians like during the after party. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I'll give you readings. Yeah. So, and then you get to like know all their secrets. <laughs> and that's my favorite part is getting a bunch of dirt on people. Right, so that, and then, but then you know you have to keep it to yourself, mm. but you still know it. But you look, you're like, yeah, I know what's going on with you. I know what's going on with you, and I don't judge at all because I love you and you're perfect. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was just in general or to me it's specifically. Both. It's both, man. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> oh, I thanks. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about reading? Um, I mean, even though we were just like kind of joking about it, my favorite thing about reading is like the sense of relief it gives people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like being able to connect with people in that way. Cause I, like I always start out my readings, like this isn't like fortune telling and like, mm. I'm honestly not giving you any like new information. Like everything I'm telling you is already inside of you. It's just like kind of being blocked up and we're just like talking about it and yeah. getting it out there. Um, so it's always really nice to have like those kind of deep conversations with people. Cause it's kind of hard to start those like, kind of in real life yeah um it's true and like a lot of people after I give them a reading like you can like see the sense of relief on their face mm-hmm. and I love being able to like kind of give people that 
Yeah, it's like a confirmation. Yeah. Like it's a confirmation. Most of the time, like people like kind of give me like an answer that they're leaning towards or like, I don't know if I should quit my job or if I should like or if I should stay for another year, but Mm -hmm. I kind of like there's this other thing. And then the cards usually end up saying like the exact same thing that they were already thinking. And it's just like, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, (laughs) totally, totally. Have you ever had like a really, really like intense reading or anything like that? Um, There was one, there was one a a couple of weeks ago where one of my friends um, had come over for a reading and it basically said your life is going to suck for a really long time and you're going to, well, it basically what it said was you're going to have to make a series of very hard choices but at in the end, even though everything's difficult, it, it'll all be for the best. But like you're gonna like you're probably gonna lose a lot of friendships because you're gonna have to start standing up for yourself more than you have. Um, and that was kind of interesting because it was mostly just like a, I'm it's here I'm here for my birthday. I want to see what my year's gonna be like. And yeah. it's like your year's gonna be very difficult. Dissecting your shit. Yeah. Um, and then I had one that was like. Um, like, it, it was basically telling her to break up with her boyfriend, but, like, a little bit less intense than that. It was just, like, let's let's just re-examine this relationship. Like, I'm not saying break up with your boyfriend, but that might be what the cards are saying. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, that's always such, like, hard news to deliver. Mm-hmm. You're like, I think you guys are going to break up. Uh, it's like, I think you guys are going to break up. I think you're going to lose your job. I think, like, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always really, like, I, I kind of hate being the bearer of bad news in those situations. Like, uh, like just remember, like, this isn't set in stone, but just watch. Guard your heart. <laughs> yeah, guard your heart or, you know, take take measures yeah. because this is a possibility that you're, you might not be anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, everyone has free will. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we have complete free will, mm-hmm. but for the most part we have free will. And so it's always just kind of like, Hey, like this, this is the scenario. Yeah. And I always try to, um, I always try to make that clear. Like this isn't something that is definitely set in stone going to happen. This is just the path that you're going down. So mm-hmm. if that's something that you can control, like see what steps you can make to not make it happen. Or if it's something that you want to happen, just kind of follow where the energy is already taking you. Yeah, exactly. So. Do you feel, how do, how do you think, or do you feel like, um, your intuition in general has expanded since you started using the cards? Um, a little bit. I, for myself, no, I, I have really <laughs> bad, I'm really bad at guiding myself and I'm really bad at like giving myself reading sometimes. Um, but like with friends, sometimes they'll be like, oh, I like this guy. And I'll be like, mm, maybe you shouldn't. Or like, I'll feel like really strongly, like if you have like a few choices or like, um, like one of my friends was like, there were like three or four guys that were like basically battling for her attention. I was like, pick that one. Mm-hmm. I know it's the weird choice, but go for that guy. And it, it's, it seemed to work out. Um, or like, I don't know if, cause sometimes it's, it's, it's been like a little while since I've done like regular readings, just like when I started like getting a full-time job, like everything kind of went down by the wayside. Right. But 
also like connected to the job. I was having like a strong feeling that like I was not supposed to be there, even though everything was pointing me towards like, oh, it's a great job. You have great benefits. It's like a cool like startup company. But just something inside of me was telling me like this is a bad place for me to be. And it ended up being correct. Mm. And then I started reading up a little bit more on the company and it ended up being like kind of sketchy. And I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. Right. Listen to your gut more often. Yeah. Um, so yes and no is the answer to that. Well, I mean, it, you know, there's opportunity and so you take it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, you're like, it's almost like you, you're letting yourself know in advance that this isn't where you're going to stay. Yeah. Like this is sure. where you are right now, but you're not staying here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's always difficult. Like, especially with like, with like jobs and stuff like it's uh, being on the job su- being on the job search sucks yeah um so like you want to be somewhere where you're going to be for a few years but sometimes you just kind of, you just kind of have to accept okay this is just a stepping stone to something else i don't know what yet but it's it's something else mm-hmm. so um how okay so where are you at with your astrology cuz i'm very new to astrology still and i'm just wondering where you're at with your astrology studies um I'm, I would, I would say I'm like kind of a beginner. Like I'm like, I know a bit about the star signs. I'm learning a little bit more about rising signs. Um, I know about my own star signs. Um, astrology was never something that like, I was like super drawn to. It's something Mm -hmm. that I kind of started, um, learning about as I was doing tarot. Um, and just like, because everyone is obsessed with astrology now, I just kind of like started learning a little bit more about it. But, like, if you tried to ask me about, like, oh, what house is the moon in right now? I'd be like, mm. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think the house system, I don't, I don't know if the moon moves through houses on a normal scale or, like, See, that's what I'm talking scale. about. I don't even know where yeah, the moon goes. I know that, like, right, I think right now it's in um, Capricorn or Sagittarius. Let me see. All I know is that Mercury it's is in, in retrograde. It's in Sagittarius. So is Jupiter. Oh, hell yeah. Jupiter is also. Okay, so until tomorrow, which will be the 6th. So right now, it's in Sagittarius. Mm. I do know that every time you post, like, a moon update, it's, like, exactly where my life is at right now. The moon horoscopes. Uh, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to pay attention to that bitch more often. <laughs> the moon being the bitch, not yeah, you. Uh, yeah, uh. but you're allowed to call me a bitch as long as you're not a man. <laughs> like, that's my rule. Like, men, you can't call me a bitch, but... Yeah, no. I, I mean it with can. love. Like, yeah, Like, exactly. you my bitch. You're part, of, you're part of my bitch crew. Yeah, totally. Oh. We bitches. We, these, these my bitches. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, like, I'm a cancer, so, like, my planet is the moon, so, like, I should be paying attention to it more, but I'm always, like, eh. Like, sometimes I'll, like, like, even though, like, I, like, but, like, I'm kind of an agnostic witch in that, like, sometimes I'm, like, oh, this is just for fun. It just happens to be, like, like this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be, like, the moon knows exactly what's happening. <laughs> Like, yeah. I've started saying, like, I'm technically agnostic, but I also worship the moon, is how I kind of describe where my spirituality is at right now. Dude, the moon. Yeah. I love, I love syncing up. Like, I love how my, like, cycle syncs up with the moon and yeah. paying attention to that. And I just, I just got off birth control because mm. I got my copper IUD. Uh-huh. So I don't have hormones anymore. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, let's see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. it's been like a, it's been like a year since I had no hormones and I'm just like, uh-huh. syncing up. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> when I, cause I'm on new ring and I'm doing like the continuous cycle. So I don't really like 
get a period anymore except for like kind of spotting but when I was off birth control I did um I would usually get it like around the full moon yeah which is interesting what what does that mean I feel like I would ovulate during the full moon Uh and I would get like crazy because I'd be like I can get pregnant and there's a full moon <laughs> like you know just uh-huh. like you know when you ovulate you're like hi I glow and I have so uh-huh. much energy it's like please fertilize me <laughs> immediately yeah totally so, it's bad it's so bad right. but now I'm glad I can now I get that but I can't get pregnant uh-huh yeah right. I, I I've been thinking about the copper IUD just like the idea of getting an IUD scares me they sedated me, so I oh, was okay. just like... Oh, okay. Dope. I should. I didn't know that you could do that. I, I want them to put me on as many drugs as they can <laughs> for the full five days when it'll hurt. I don't... You know what? I'm fine now. They don't normally sedate people, but I have abnormally strong cervix and a, uh-huh. tilt, and a tilted uterus. Oh, fun. So they were like, well, this is going to suck for you. We're just going to knock you out. And I was like, cool, do it. I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, peace. I, um, I have a normally abnormal cervix. Like my gynecologist told me if I wasn't legally obligated to tell you there was an abnormality, I wouldn't say anything. Cause it means nothing. I'm like, cool. Now I just have a bunch of anxiety about, she just said you have an abnormal cervix. I'm just legally obligated to tell you, but it's nothing. Yeah. Basically like not that, ex- not those exact words, but that was like basically what she was saying because mm. I'm I'm 23 and she was like you yeah, know this is mostly what a 23 year old cervix looks like kind of weird but like you'll grow into it and I'm like oh you'll, like my nose I'll grow into <laughs> I feel like I never really grew into my nose it still seems gigantic to me I think it's beautiful thank you I, I'm fine with it now but it, huh. I was I don't know there was I distinctly grew into my nose like there was a point in my life when it was just like huge and wide and I hated it and uh-huh. now it's like where it should be I still think mine's big but I don't care I've yeah. accepted it it's it's good it's it's a nice it's a nice little witchy nose I like it thanks I like your nose too thanks it's it's kind of like it's all if it tilted up like a degree more it'd be a pug nose <gasps> and I'd be fine with it I'd be like hmm. pug nose I have like a butt like a, a butt line. Oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I guess. Yeah, I love it when people are like, oh, you have a butt nose. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck my butt nose. Fuck my butt nose. Oh, you know what is cool about the fucking copper IUD, though? Hmm. Is that um, it's copper and it's orange, and so is your sacral chakra. Oh, dope. So I just feel like, now I feel like I have, like, my witch mineral, like, robot piece. Uh-huh. You know, because I always carry the crystals and shit. I'm like, this one is, like... Within in- me. Installed. Uh-huh. This shit is locked and loaded. Oh, dope. Locked and loaded, dude. I'm so into it. And then, okay, so you said you would get your period on the full moon. Yeah. So that's actually interesting because the full moon is about releasing. Uh-huh. For some people, depending on how you look at it. For some, it's abundance. For some, it's release. Uh-huh. Um, but... You're releasing all your, uh, you know, uterine wall. Uh huh. And you can energetically release that which no longer serves you. Oh, man. I should. I wish I had gotten more into like blood magic when I was. Not blood magic. That's the bad one. Like the menstrual no, blood magic. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can do that anymore because, oh my God, my, um, my gynecologist said that if I use a diva cup, I have to like make sure I break the seal before I take it out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the suction could pull the IUD out. Mm-hmm. I know. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
I'm not fucking with that at all. Ugh. I'm just like, I, I s- hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm so sensitive about like everything that's like happening down here. Like, I know. even though like I logically know like the new ring cannot go up my cervix every time I have sex, I'm like, this is yeah. it. It's just going to get stuck in there. I think that it's, a good thing that I was put out because I'm just like, I have no memory of the insertion of the IUD. Uh-huh. So like, I don't, I'm not psychologically fucked with in the way that I know I would have been if I was like awake and felt it. Uh-huh. But now I'm just like, I just woke up and I was like, it's in there. That's where it is. That's where it'll be for five to 10 years. Yeah. And then goodbye. Like, just like, that's where the thought process stops, uh-huh. you know, and don't use a diva cup, obviously. Yeah. I'm probably going to get the arm implant at some point because yeah. it's less scary. My roommate got that. She's annoyed with it at first. She wants to tear it out. Mm. I don't know. Just talk about birth control forever. Hey, uh, it's it's the Lady Witch Podcast. It's Lady Witch Podcast. Let's talk about how the Zodiac signs line up with the tarot deck. Okay. Um, so the Aries is the emperor, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Because if we look at the emperor, he's like leader man. Mm-hmm. And know? Aries are very fiery. And mm-hmm. yeah, my nephew is an Aries. His birthday was yesterday. Cutie, how yeah. old? He's fourteen. Aww. Yeah, so he's a he's a big man now. Um, and he's he's going through he's going through teenagerdom real hard. <laughs> I don't oh, know no. if that has anything to do with like being an Aries. Well, what's going on? Um, he's just been he's he's gay and he's very flamboyant about it. Um, so that's been causing like some ruptures with like him and his mom and, um, he's like gotten bullied by the kids at school a little bit. So he's just like trying to relearn like, oh, maybe everybody doesn't hate me cause it sure feels like it. And I'm trying to tell him like, Hey, you're going to be in high school in like three months. It'll be fine. You're never going to see half of these people again. Right. But he's very like, he's. He's always been, like, very stubborn growing up, which is where, like, the Aries part comes in. So, like, mm-hmm. when, like, kids would bully him, his first instinct was to just, like, go harder, which would make the bullies yeah. start going harder. And it's just, like, a, a back and forth. Because there's like, there's, like, a little bit of a pride thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, I could see that being some Aries shit. I do love the Emperor, though, because mm. he's, like, you know... He's like the of the major arcana. He's like the the dad. Yeah, basically you know, the the perfect man, the hu- the hubby, uh-huh. the hubby figure, the the king of the castle, the king of the castle, dude. He is the king of the castle. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm on I'm on um tarot.com mm-hmm. to like just pull up this info, and so then for Torres, we've got the hierophant, and it says, um. Your card, the talking to Taurus. Mm-hmm. Your card, the Hierophant, represents learning from knowledgeable teachers who can help you search for higher truths by exploring tried and true traditions. Sifting through the superficial, those learned souls can lead you to the heart of matters where profound insights reveal important life lessons. And I, I don't know, dude. I'm trying to like trying to figure out how I can like connect my understanding of Torres with my understanding of the Hierophant because I realize I don't have a like super firm grasp on Torres because I'm new to astrology but Mm -hmm. Torres is supposed to be like um like they're like they build towards things and I and they like um 
aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And for me, the Hierophant is like kind of just like all religious teaching. Yeah. It's like, so for me, it's more of like, um, it's more of a spiritual card. But Torres is like, it's an earth sign. So it's very like tangible. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, I don't know, because I guess if you're taking the Hierophant and it's like spirit being turned into a religion, like I guess churches are tangible, priests are. Yeah, I mean, like, religion is different from spirituality. Like, I always think about religion as the more, like, um, like terra firma version of spirituality. Because, mm-hmm. like, religion is usually we're going to church, we're paying our tithes, we're sacrificing the altar, we're sacrificing the bulls. And, like, spirituality is more like there are things and energies. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the Hierophant, I would say, is more of, like, yeah, like, the religion, mm-hmm. like, the Pope and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, yeah, you're right. That's a good, mm-hmm. that's a good way to connect it because Torres is like yeah it's like yeah it's super it's, it's super earth, I don't know shit here, about like, shit about Torres it's an earth sign it um it's it's likes foundations it likes seems to be stable so okay mm-hmm. if we're looking at religions it's like it does provide mm-hmm. a stability for you know people who like church yeah I mean <laughs> like religion is basically what built like humanity as a like humanity as opposed to like humans as the, as just like another animal. Like I, I firmly believe that like belief in religion and stuff like that is what kind of separated us from the apes, like having yeah. those structures in place. And back in like the ancient, ancient days, like you base like when they were creating laws, it was basically because like the God said that this is wrong. Like that was how they started to understand like concepts mm-hmm. of morality and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then like two like sciences were based mm-hmm. off of, you know, the things that we studied, um, I mean, if you look at, if you look at astrology, that's like such a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially if you look at like how, how Mayans used astrology yeah. and they were like worshiping all these gods, but they mm-hmm. were like br- these brilliant mathematicians. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their architecture was bananas, although maybe it was aliens. Maybe it was people. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it was alien people. It was fucking aliens. I think aliens and people are the same thing. I think aliens are us evolved to the point of time travel. You know, I um, I don't know how familiar you, ooh, familiar you are with the book of Genesis, but there's like a four-verse section where they talk about the sons of God breeding with the daughters of man, and that could very well be like aliens and humans like yeah. interacting. Because um, there's like the concept of like mitochondrial atom, like the first man that was a man. Uh-huh. So, like, that could be, like, the first offspring of, like, that that first alien-human contact. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much I... I don't know how much I, like, buy into aliens, but it's it's all things that are feasibly possible. I wasn't there. Right. That's, that's part of my agnosticism is just, like... I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I... I like the whole reason why I am agnostic and I like can't believe in one specific religious structure is just because I find religion so fascinating as a whole. Yeah. Like I, there are some, there are so many things that I love about like Christianity and Islam and Judaism that like, it just, it's impossible for me to think like, okay, these are all really cool, but only one exists. You know, only one is real. Right. Well, that's why I always like, I think that's what appealed to me about witchcraft when I was like really young because I remember like reading about witchcraft and reading about like manifestation through energy mm-hmm. and it made me decide that every religion was inherently correct because mm-hmm. everyone had access to source. Yeah. 
and whatever you put into that would become real. So like heaven is real if you believe in it and hell mm-hmm. is real if you believe in it and if you're open to it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So in that way, every religion is is real and every religion is valid. Yeah, no, that's definitely how I feel. Like I definitely feel like if you believe in something really, really, really hard, that's that's basically your religion. Like mm-hmm. whatever you put your morality into and whatever you go to to make yourself a better person that's that's basically what religion is yeah exactly yeah i do like to i do like to study a bunch of a bunch of different religions Mm -hmm. and take but that's why i like witchcraft because it's just like it's whatever you want yeah like just whatever the fuck you want just wherever you decide to put your energy just yeah exactly all right on to gemini oh boy that Gemini. You got some. You got some. Um, I got some Gemini feels. I mean, everybody has Gemini feels, apparently. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I do have. I have like a really shitty ex girlfriend who was a Gemini. Really? Yeah. My dad was a Gemini. Okay. He was really bad. I guess okay. I do have Gemini feels. Now you, you mention it, you got some Gemini issues. Uh-huh. I'm cool with Gemini, but I I know what other people say about them. They can be a little high strung, mm-hmm. a little nervous, mm-hmm. little like. I don't know. They have they 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 can gossip a mm-hmm. little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So and I mean, so the tarot card it makes sense that it's the lovers mm. because the Gem- Gemini are the twins. Mm. So it says every Gemini is blessed with a dual nature represented by your tarot card, the lovers. Turning points for you often involve making a moral choice between taking the high or low road. This card encourages you to weigh your options carefully and follow the path directed by your personal integrity. I mean, I guess, you know, you can pretty much, you can pretty much take any tarot Mm -hmm. card. I don't know. You know, like they all have such, there's such expansive meanings. Yeah. Like it's, it's infinite meanings and that's, Again, when I'm giving readings, like people will like point out something that they see and they'll be like, oh, but I don't know anything about it. I'm like, no, if you see something in there, it probably means something. Like, please tell me if you see something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. It's good to it's good to be vocal about the things that are coming up in readings because it's not it's not it's a collaboration. It's not just like Mm -hmm. a reader. Yeah. Like it's not just me like up on my ivory tower telling you everything about tarot. It's just like you would look great in an ivory tower. I I do with your cards. Hopefully that's going to be my next apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I I think it's interesting because I've always seen like the lovers as a sign of stability Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and Gemini is like historic, not historically, like stereotypically a card of like, oh, they're wishy-washy. They're two-faced. Right. So I, yeah. Yeah. They are flirty. Gemini are flirty. I think Gemini are delightful. I always get along mm. with them really well. Mm. Um, I, I mean, yeah, they're really easy for me to get chatty and fun with, but, um, I mean, the lovers to me always represents like a like a not a new not necessarily a new relationship within people, but like a new love and a mm-hmm. new like you know being enamored by something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always seen it as like a partnership, like a like a long standing partnership. Because usually right. when I see it, I think of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and and it kind of has both aspects of it where they like. Um, you know, they were, like, this new... They were literally, like, the first couple in the world and all that, but they also, like, went through, like, so much pain and heartache together and still, like, ended up, like, being together forever. Partly because they had no choice because they were the only people in the world. Right. But also just a sign of, like, how... Like, like how much you can go through with a person. And that can be, like, a, a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business partnership. Just, like, 
weathering the storm with somebody that you that you truly care about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it depends, too, on, like, what other cards pop up next to it. Yeah. You know? If yeah, it like, always depends on what yeah. the other cards are saying. And because it's, like, too, if you look at, like, and depending on what your art depicts, because in some, you know, in some decks, mm. it's, like, they're chained to the devil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's, like, okay, like, how do you want to look at it that way? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... Depending on where it is in the deck, I always see it as like a long, stable partnership or codependency. Oh like, yeah, codependency. Yeah, could be. especially when like on the double card when they're chained together, it's like mm-hmm. you are making bonds of your own making. You got to break out of them. Yeah. I know you love each other, but this isn't good for anybody. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where like you have to see what the other cards with it are. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. All right, Cancer. That's a me. The chariot. It says you stand proud and strong as you guide the chariot on your card, steering a steady course and rising above life's conflicts. Even though cancer seeks security, you also love the freedom of the open road where you can use your highly developed intuition to win the race. Yeah, that's me as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's me as fuck right now. Especially I, uh, as, as, as you know, and everyone who's like, who, uh, listens to my stand-up nose. I've been having a lot of like relationship issues where mm-hmm. like I'm like desperate to like just lock someone down <laughs> and just be married for ten years. But I also am like trying to like build up like my artistic career, and I might be like m- moving to Los Angeles in the next year. So like it's not like smart to try and start like a long-term relationship because it could just like all go by the wayside. But also, like, if I woke up this, like, tomorrow morning and I was married for 10 years, I'd be so happy. Yeah. 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 I know. It's weird. Cancer, like, cancer is so interesting if you, like, and then if you look at the, like, the metaphor of the crab, because it's, like, they, they have, like, they crave security. That's why they have their home on their back. Mm -hmm. But they're also, like, they can take their home with. Yeah. So they can be flighty as fuck. Uh Like, completely, like, like, you know, like, their moods, they can be moody as hell. Like, Mm -hmm. Cool, yeah. Yeah, like super just like flip switches. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I would also think, though, that like a good card for the Cancer could also be the Empress, though, because Cancer is like the mother card. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like very, like, especially Cancer women are all about like sensuality and like st- like stable love and like building the home and that's like all the empress is about and like fertility and stuff with yeah the moon. Yeah, yeah yeah the empress is my numerology like with numerology it's uh-huh. my card i think it's it's one of my cards i think it's like my soul's my soul card okay and it's also like my favorite card in the major arcana <gasps> mine too oh i love i love her so much every time she comes up i'm just like hey girl how you mm-hmm. doing i missed you yeah, dude. Yeah. I love the Empress. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out shout to Shout out to the Empress. Shout I f- out to mom. I love the Empress because I feel like she, because I, I love being a woman and I love femininity. Fuck yeah, me too, girl. And I'm just like, it's such a like <laughs> feminine car and it's just loaded with like so much feminine energy and I'm just like, yes, pour all the estrogen on me. Dude, we were talking, before we started recording, we were talking about how sometimes we pretend we have pregnant bellies just for yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think about how cute you'd be if you were pregnant? Do you ever suck out your stomach and just check it out in the mirror? It's like, oh, look, look at me. I'm pregnant. You got to give me your bus sheet now. Yeah, give me all the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want a nice big burrito to put my swollen ankles up. Yeah, dude. 
be so cute yeah like i'm like super fascinated with like the idea of like pregnancy and childbirth and like Mm -hmm. breastfeeding like i don't know if i want to actually have children but i would love to be pregnant (laughs) you know yeah like i just i feel like that's just an experience that i would like to have at some point in my life but i also like know at the end of it is an entire new life that (laughs) you need to take care of forever dude you could make a lot of money uh, being pregnant and then not taking care of the kid. Oh, I could just be a surrogate. <laughs> be there, a surrogate. there is that. There's be always a that option. Surrogate. Yeah. Hey, man, could do it. See, I want the babies though. I want the babies on the farm and my little and witch. Like, I crew. love babies. I love babies so much more than all the rest of my friends. Like, I love everything <laughs> about them. I hate baby showers because the baby's not there yet, and that's Ew. the only thing I care about. But like, I don't know if I'm like. Like, I'm a great aunt. I don't know if I would be a good mom. Okay. Yeah. Being an aunt is fun. I I, I think I would kick ass as a mom. I don't like, know. Maybe when I'm 30, I'll be a good mom. I'm 30. So oh, I'm I like... think you're like, I think your <laughs> biological clock is just like, get me pregnant right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to get an IUD because that is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Like nope, let's just let's just lock just this down. Just lock this down, dude. Like it, you know, I need to get this removed by a doctor in order to get pregnant. Mm. Like <laughs> hell yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. All right, Leo. My Which, mom's a Leo. Is she? Yeah. Okay. We've got. I like the kitty. Oh, just, we do have a little Leo right here. Little kitty. That was cat. that was some nice timing. Yeah. 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 Little cat jumps on the table. I think she like could be my familiar because like whenever i do a tarot reading she will like jump on the cards oh yeah it's nuts uh, my rat will like go nuts with crystals like certain uh-huh. crystals she'll like she'll come up upon my crystals and like it she'll like claw them like she's trying to get the magic out of them or something uh-huh. and i'm like girl chill you just gotta let just, the magic come to yeah, you yeah let girl. it come to you she just like wants the stuff so bad mm. I think it's because she knows we're talking about witch stuff that she's like, hey, let me come in. Let girl, me get my energy. Girl party. Girl party. Pussy party. Pussy party. So classy. All right. We got Leo, which is strength, hmm. which makes sense. It says the strength card represents your physical strength, like that of the mighty lion on your card, as well as your emotional, mental, and spiritual prowess. Like the lion, you are blessed with plenty of courage which helps you overcome problems and obstacles i mean that's just pretty fucking spot on yeah that's my mom to a t yeah yeah my mom is both very physically strong um she's a six foot jamaican woman that uh when she was younger they well they still call her russian but she got the nickname because she um she was a redhead who just fought all the time Mm. (laughs) um she just she led like a whole girl gang and they would just beat up guys (gasps) hell yeah just for being pieces of shit yeah, dude. Um, That's. I mean, why? Why wouldn't you do that? Why you're in rural Jamaica? What else are you gonna do? Beat up dudes. Uh, and she also is just a very like emotionally strong person, which like you you have to be if you're gonna be like a an immigrant single mom. Like we've, yeah. we've we've had a lot of family turmoil that she's she's gotten through with like almost too much strength. Like she can sometimes be like a little like too authoritarian or a little too distant. Yeah, like, that's like the ego aspect yeah. of a Leo. It's like that can get in the way. Yeah, like I, I'm a cancer, so I love to talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And like my mom will try to find like a tactile solution. Like one time I had a panic attack and she took my blood pressure. <laughs> and that's 
like she'll be like, I don't know how are you hungry? Like why are you sad? You're yeah. you're fed, you're clothed, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just sad. She's yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. Give me something I can fix. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. That's I mean cute. Mom helping in her way that she yeah she can. <laughs> yeah, like I love my mom. She's just like she can be like emotionally dumb sometimes, but like I know mm. that she cares about me. She just like doesn't like Get it. I'm like I have a lot of dumb subtle emotions that need to be like taken care of and she just doesn't <laughs> understand. She must not have a lot of water in her chart. Probably not. Yeah. I I really need to like do my mom's birth chart and figure out what the hell's going on. Mhm. Yeah, I haven't even t- I haven't touched it. Not yeah. my parents. All right. What are you, what is your rising and moon? Um my moon and rising is Sagittarius. Both? Yeah. Double Sag nice. Okay. Um so then we got Virgo. And the Virgo's card is the Hermit. It says, like the Hermit, you often need to slow down and go within to focus on your purpose in life. The image on this card, an old man, represents a person who is weary of the outer world. When he retreats to explore the mysteries of his inner life, he becomes open and innocent like a child. So for me, I can, I can, get, I can get down with Virgo and the Hermit being together because mm-hmm. um, Virgo really likes to be of service to its community. It's like, it's Virgo is so fucking chill. It's another, it's like an earth sign. Mm-hmm. And um, like the, and like, you know, they're really good at like pointing out things that are wrong like with a situation or mm-hmm. whatever. And so the, if you're looking at the hermit, like the hermit goes within to like sort out bullshit and then comes back out like mm-hmm. into the world you know, because, like, mm-hmm. if you're looking at the card, like, he's holding the lamp. Like, uh-huh. he's just, like, he's coming out from the cave. So he's kind of, like, sharing the things that he learned from his, like, solitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, can, I can dig that. Yeah. I, I, I do like that idea. I The Hermit's one of those cards that doesn't come up for me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I dig I dig that explanation that you gave. That Good. makes sense. I'm glad. I love, I love the Hermit. I like my Hermit time. I just don't... Mm can always get it yeah i feel that i have a friend who's a virgo um so i showed him the hermit card and it was like spot on what he needed really because he's he's an extrovert but he also like can be too much of an extrovert because he is he's in the film industry so like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like talking to people and chatting to people and like hey hey let's make a deal and like there are points where he's just like i'm just so exhausted like i don't know what's going on i'm like when was the last time you were actually alone yeah (laughs) just lock yourself in your room for a week yeah figure some shit out i've told people that too i've like it's weird to me when i when i ask people the last time they were alone and they cannot recall Uh i'm like i'll I will legit kill someone if I don't get alone time. Uh-huh. If most of my time isn't alone time, I will legit kill someone. Yeah. I, I need to focus more on like looking at my alone time as like actual alone time and not like lonely time. Stop it. She's going to try and fight the other cat. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Don't be mean. This fucking... I have two cats and one's just a tiny baby. She's sweet. And she's just scared all the time because this one bullies her. Don't be a bully. Don't be a jerk. Do they make, like, cat sounds when they fight, too? Yep, they do. Maybe we'll catch some sweet cat fight action. Get some Leo on Leo action. Turn it into, like, a gross, like, men's morning show. Like, oh, cat fight. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, so then we got Libra. This one makes so much sense because it's justice. Mm -hmm. And justice holds the scales, asking you to weigh your desires against your needs. In order to reach a fair outcome, you must put your feelings and emotions aside. 
When you reach the light at the end of the tunnel of indecision, you will be able to serve the greater good. So, I mean, Libra is the scales mm-hmm. in the Zodiac. And, uh, well, I mean, justice is, I just read what it means. It's balance. I mean, you, you actually see the scales on the card. Mm-hmm. So it's a very obvious yeah. correlation mm-hmm. between those two things. Yeah. I always feel like, I don't know. I don't know a whole bunch about Libras. I know a lot of Libras mm-hmm. and people always tell me that they're trouble. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, oh, don't, don't fuck with the Libra. Well, okay. Well, my Mars, which is like your drive, like mm-hmm. how, like an, it's like your action planet, and my Mercury, which is my communication planet, they're both in Libra. Mm-hmm. So, and one of my nodes. So I've got a lot going on in Libra, but it's like, um, I don't know. Like I can be indecisive, and that's a Libra trait. But it's also like I can see things from both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it makes me. It helps me, like as someone who does readings, because mm-hmm. I can just. Not like throw thing like not throw another person off balance mm-hmm. because balance has to be is, is like such an important part of like For my sure. readings and I don't know that's how I can relate to Libra in that way. My brother is Libra, and his biggest personality traits are that he's sort of stoic and a huge flirt. Like he's a huge playboy. Okay, well Libra's an air sign, and air is like. It can be chatty and fun. Yeah, I I notice a lot in the Libra men that I know is that they're all playboys. Really? Yeah. Well, Libra too is a sign. It's like the sign of relationships. Mm-hmm. So and it's like I just like I believe it's like the sign of marriage or whatever mm-hmm. or the house of marriage yeah. is where. It, so yeah, you can see it. Yeah. All right, Scorpio. Ooh. Yes. Death. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love it. It says, like your tarot card, death. You welcome transformation. You often shed your skin like a snake. (laughs) Snake. Seeking to release your spirit (laughs) and be reborn. Because you are able to detach yourself from the ties that bind others, it is easy for you to change your identity, making you the mysterious person everyone wants to figure out. Well, good fucking luck figuring this shit out. Oh, man. I've known so many Scorpios. I... My best friend is a Scorpio. My best friend in middle school was a Scorpio. Like, I get really, really attached to Scorpios. Yeah. And I don't know why. Well, Scorpio and Cancer are actually extremely compatible. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Scorpio are, like, they they try to, they get the most in-depth with their relationships. Mm -hmm. Because it's like... um, if we're looking at cancer, if we're looking at the, if we're looking at water signs in general and we're looking at like how they work with each other, if we mm-hmm. look at cancer, cancer is like, um, about nurturing and like feelings of one person. Mm-hmm. And then Scorpio is like the feelings and emotions of like two people and how they work together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's both extremely compassionate, intuitive signs mm-hmm. that get along. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Cause yeah. I've always had incredibly passionate friendships with Scorpios. Yeah. Like, to the point where they're basically marriages like without <laughs> sex. <laughs> nice. So that 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 checks. That checks out. And death is a f- death is a f- I actually really like death cuz it's whenever it comes up in a reading people are like, "Uh-oh, someone's going to die or oh, bad things are going to happen." But it's always I always see it as just like things are changing. Yeah, it's the- something big is going to change. Yeah, and see death is so I love it when the death card comes up because it's like it's your chance to drop baggage. Yeah. It's your chance to make room for new great like 
beautiful things to blossom. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all about the transformation. I'm all about the death card. Yeah, because I mean, even like it's like the uh, like in like the Lion King said, our bodies become the grass. The antelope eats the grass. It's all part of the circle of life. Is this like your? Is this your monologue that you use when you're? auditioning yeah this is exact <laughs> stutters and all i um just it's just like the lion king said hi i'm uh i'm trajan dunkley i'm five eight uh i am unrepresented as of now and um i'm auditioning for the part of please hire me and <laughs> scene and scene <laughs> good stuff good stuff I mean, I would talk about Scorpio and death forever, but I guess we'll get on with it. I guess we'll do the rest of these goddamn cards. I know. Sagittarius, this should be fun for you because you've got, you got some Sag action. Uh, a major Sag. I like the Sag. I've got some Sagittarius stuff too, but I can't remember what planets it is because I haven't gotten to Sagittarius week. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, it doesn't exist yet. Uh-huh. But I've noticed that I have things happening in uh-huh. Sagittarius. Um, all right. The card is Temperance. Mm-hmm. Like your card, Temperance, you are a gifted mediator, able to find common ground by balancing out judgments with genuine understanding and awareness. Like a steadily meandering stream, you work your way through whatever difficulties get in the way. That checks out. Yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of a disconnect with it just because like Temperance is the car that I remember when I'm like, or like what I think of when I'm like, hey, like... I don't have to eat everything that's on this plate, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, but, and then I think of Sagittarius and they're so like explosive mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. They have ugh, Sagittarius have so much energy, but they can also like go on like crazy tangents. Yeah. It's n- nuts. I like when I found out I was a Sag moon, I was reading up about it. I was like, Oh, my whole life makes sense now. <laughs> Cause like, um, I've always been like, because cancers are like homebodies and they're like kind of introverted and they're like super moody and emotional. And I'm all of that too, but I'm also mostly like, let's put on a show. And I'm yeah. like, where is that in cancer? I'm like, oh, it's in Sagittarius. That's like, that's like what Sagittarius is. Uh-huh. It's the fucking show. It's broadcasting. Uh-huh. It's like, it's editing. It's directing. Mm-hmm. It's all about that shit. Yeah. And that's, that's basically the only thing I know how to do uh, <laughs> is do <laughs> performance art. Not like performance art where I pour honey on myself, but art well, where maybe, I perform. Maybe one day. Or maybe some, if you get, if you pay me enough. Right, yeah. I, I am a freelance copywriter right now. <laughs> Someone give me money. Yeah, totally. totally. Or a copywriting job that pays or, money. Or a car, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Like a steady meandering stream. Just rereading that. Yeah. I, I can definitely drive with the, um, like, mediator part. Like, I try to find, like, the best in everyone. Like, I really, I really, really, really hate conflict. Like, I will do it if I have to. Mm-hmm. But, like, I hate, like, if there's, like, drama, like, I hate choosing sides unless there's, like, an obvious, like, good side and bad side. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if someone's, like, personally been kind to me, like, I try to keep that in mind. Like, I don't really like villainizing people unless they've yeah. done something, like, egregious. Right. Yeah. And I used I used to not be like that. I used to be, like, super black and white. Like, you did one bad thing wrong. You're the worst. I'm going on Twitter and I'm blasting you, blah, 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 blah. But that's mm. very exhausting to live like that. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's so now I'm just it. like, you know, everybody is a person and everyone has their problems. People and will burn themselves down. Yeah. It's not, you don't yeah, need I to don't do it. Yeah, I don't have to do anything else you'll, for it. You'll burn yourself down. Yeah. Like, I, I honor however you feel about this person. This is how I feel about this person. This 
is how I feel about you. It's okay if you don't feel the same way about me, except for in relationships. That's when I go fucking crazy. <laughs> like, why don't you love me? Why aren't you texting me every three hours? But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I also used to be a lot worse about that. Okay. See, well, then you've already made strides. Yeah. I'm already learning how to temper myself. Good. Te- yeah. Temper. Temper. Yeah, temper there myself. we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. All right, Capricorn, this is my rising sign. I think this is my niece's sign. Is it? Yeah, is it December 20th in it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's a Capricorn. Okay. Well, it's the devil. Oh, she is a little devil. Which I'm so into. (laughs) Death and the devil. How fucking rock and roll am I? I know, right? (laughs) Um... The devil card encourages you to face your shadow self in order to gather the knowledge necessary for spiritual transformation. It advises you to reflect on any negativity that has made you doubt yourself, swap it for confidence, and hold fast to your highest vision of who you are. Well, yeah, I mean, I can get down with that because Capricorn have high standards and they mm-hmm. hold themselves to, like, unreasonable high standards. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, the devil, it advises you to reflect on your bullshit. True. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can, I can totally, like, party with the devil, too. Yeah, and I can like, get down with the devil. I, like, indulge the bullshit, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't always indulge this, but have, like, have fun, but you can't always. Yeah, that's, that's always my MO, is, like, if something bad happens, I take, like, a few hours and just kind of, like, dwell in it, and, like, just let it exist, like, everything sucks and I hate it, and then after that, I'm like, okay, so how are you gonna fix it? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And it it takes me a really long time to get to that point where I decide that, like, I need the, Mm -hmm. like, pity party break or whatever the fuck it is. But then I'll, like, take a day and I'll just be, like, such a little, like, emo bitch. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, let's pick it up. Yeah, and it's, like, really frustrating with my friends that, like, that's something that, like, I need is to just, like, dwell in, like, negativity for a little bit. Right. So I, like, know how bad it can be so I can get the fuck out of it. Like, okay, yeah. I had like a huge falling out with a friend because she was like, You just like dwelling in your negativity and you never do anything to help yourself, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Yes, I dwell in my negativity, but I always get out of it. Yeah, and you don't do it for long. Yeah. You just sort it. It's not dwelling if it's sorting. Yeah, like I'm just like, Okay, something happened. It sucked. Acknowledge it, feel the hurt, and then release and, it. And then just release it release and then get it. over it. Yeah, get over it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like people are afraid to like kind of dwell in that pain. They're like, okay, I just got to not let it see. And I got to go out yeah. there and I blah, 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 blah. And it's past me. And I'm like, no, like negative emotions are also a part of humanity. You need yeah. to feel those too. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't often feel, I don't, okay. I'll dwell, I'll dwell on like bummer sadness more mm-hmm. than I'll dwell on negativity. Cause it like, if someone is just like a shitty person, mm-hmm. it's really easy for me to be like, glad I'm not you. Glad I don't have to clean that mess yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. if someone that I'm like involved with or something does something that makes me like yeah. bummed out, then I'm like, man, like you're taking me out of my positivity zone. Yeah. I mean, like there's a big difference between like, like there's like, we're comics. So there's always a bunch of shitty dude comedians. Oh my God. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. So but bad. like some like shitty dude will like say like a bad rape joke and I'll be like, Oh, your life is miserable. I'm going to move on and be happy. But like, oh if like I like go through a breakup or like I lose my job or like something that like actually sucks and like actually affects me, like I'll, I'll just take a couple of days and just like be bummed out about it. And just like, do like, 
dwell sounds like negative, but just like kind of like dwell and like that sadness and just like allow myself to feel those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you just need them take the minute for a transition. You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's a transition and like, I don't like there's a big difference between just like feeling all your feelings, however like hard they are on like other people. Like I think because you deal with it yourself instead yeah. of like throwing it at other people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes I'll like be t- like talking to a friend and like I like I'm in like a bummer mood and like I feel like I can't really like say anything about it and that sucks. Because mm. um, it's just it's difficult for people to like feel those negative emotions and especially like I feel like American society especially is like you should be happy. If you're not happy, you should buy something. Right. <laughs> I'm just like right. I'll just be miserable for like 12 hours and then come out swinging. Yeah. I just go disappear on a mountain. Yeah. yeah. I just, I go hiking. I'm just like fucking hiking. Yeah. Hike and meditate, man. I can meditate. It's all fine. It's all fine. All right. Aquarius. My, Aquarius. Yeah, my ex and my mom are both Aquarius. So that's a, it's a tricky sign for me. Um, your card, the star, which I love focuses on your optimism When you wish on the stars, you really believe you can achieve your heart's desires. Your job in this world is to convince others they can too, thereby helping to lead them home in a spiritual sense. I mean, yeah, Aquarius are really fucking, like, big dreamers. Mm -hmm. They totally are. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Aquarius. um, Aquarius are good at... They're good at being dreamers, but they're not great with follow through. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they can be detached. They can be like too set in stone in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, na- <laughs> I'm naming off a lot of like, I don't know, na- kind of negative things, uh-huh. but they are, I mean, they're brilliant artists. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're wonderful creatives. Mm-hmm. And the star is a, is a wonderful card. Whenever the star comes up in readings, I always tell people that they need to start making wishes because it's a... You know, it's a nice creative manifestation card. I would be shocked if there's no Aquarius in me, because that all checks out with me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, look at that. No Aquarius, and yet that, like, hit real close to home. Do you have your... Is that... Are you looking at your chart? Yeah, I have um, the co-star sign uh, app. Oh, that thing's awesome. Yeah, it's super dope. It's so cool. Yeah, it... The cosine, the cosine, it's called cosine, right? It's a uh, co-star. Co-star. Yeah. So you can basically, you put your chart on and then you can invite your friends. Yeah. And you guys can check out each other's charts. Yeah, it's super dope. We got a friend up on that Hell shit. yeah. We got a friend up on it. Where, where's your Venus? My Venus is in Virgo. Oh, so you like to be of service. When, I, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. I, you hear that, dudes? I do, I do end up being, like, kind of the more submissive partner in relationships. Really? Which I think, like, is kind of a cognitive dissonance because that's not really, like, my, um, like, my personality is, like, being, like, a petite, like, little lady. Like, right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty abrasive, but then I'm also like, hey, honey, how's your day? Let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> yeah, my Venus is in Scorpio, so it's, I don't know, I don't know, man, feelings. It's all about the feels. Uh, I just, I like, I want everyone to feel safe. Yeah, I love to nurture. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a nurturer. I'm very protective. Like, in my heart, <laughs> I'm a nurturer, but, like, I'm also, like, kind of bad at it. Because, like, I have, like, like, I have, like, some emotional walls. Like, when you, like, get, like, when you get to that point of, like, 
a relationship with me where like we're friends and we're talking about uh-huh. feelings, like it's out there. Like I'm telling you, I love you every 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm cooking you dinner. I love cooking dinner for a man. Ooh, I <sighs> I can't remember the last time I like actually cooked dinner for for a dude. I it, it bums me out. It bums <laughs> me out that because like I'm so into like the traditional like me too like. 2.5 kids like hey let's come home and watch yeah. some netflix together i want to cook for you in heels and an apron i know i uh and it, <laughs> and every time i say that like i feel so anti-feminist like this is what we fought against but i'm like but i just want to make my babe a, a pan seared salmon oh my god i was <laughs> um chris gillespie and david case stayed with me hmm. and i was like i'm fucking cooking you breakfast oh they were talking about that breakfast for weeks afterwards <laughs> oh that makes me feel so good like the first thing um chris told me when i saw him again was like man renee made me the best fucking breakfast (laughs) i don't think i'm ever gonna have a better breakfast i was like i was so into it i did i put on my i put on the apron too i was into it shout out chris gillespie yeah i used to man i used to my husband had it so made i used to spend like two and a half hours like almost every fucking night cooking these amazing meals. I would be such a good wife. Why hasn't anybody wife me up yet? I know why. <laughs> I have to finish my divorce. <laughs> well, then I started, I started doing like the sister wife thing where like my best friend and like their husbands or whatever, like my married couple, I would just be like, I'm going to come over and cook for you guys. Just like, let me be around love. Just <laughs> please let me, please let me believe it still exists. Let me just be around love. Yeah. yeah. One of my friends, like my, my best friend in comedy uh, we've made it very clear that we cannot date because we're both a little bit emotionally, a little emotionally traumatized. But <laughs> she's also basically my wife, yes. and I love her. Yes, but. I love it. We need to have like a, like a like a women's like. But then like we should just I don't know. It's not as for some reason it's more satisfying to cook for a man because you know he can't do it as well as you can because they, they can't do it. Uh-huh. Every time I like, there are so many bachelors. I'm just like, what are you eating? Uh-huh. It's mm. it's bullshit, it's isn't bad. it? I know. It's, I, it's scary. I know you're eating bullshit. Like I also am eating bullshit because I don't have anyone <laughs> to cook for. But uh, uh, I still make I still make the really excessive meals. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm excited to move back in with my mom though because hopefully I can get her to teach me those traditional Jamaican dishes. Ooh, so yeah. Yeah, like sometimes I'll like my like my dude roommates are like. Like, they'll just, like, have, like, a three bags of taquitos in the freezer. No. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? And, like, sometimes I'm also, like, I have, like, 50 things of ramen because I've been, I've been on the depressive side lately. Okay. <laughs> I get it. It happens, man. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we all wobble. Yeah. We, we all, all wobble. We all fluctuate. But I did make myself, like, a real good, like, pan-seared salmon over jasmine rice. Yeah, girl. And I'm like, ooh, I would, I would marry me. I always, I always stick with like the cooking, but when I get depressed, I like, I do like the excessive eating and Mm -hmm. the excessive cooking because I'm like, put love into the food and then like, I eat the love and that's how, that's how I get it. I'm on the other (laughs) end of that where I just like, don't have the energy to do anything. So I'm like a 15th thing of ramen today. Oh, see, I'm like, no, just like, just distract yourself. So you don't have to think about how sad you are. Just like, just, you know, like just whistle and cook Mm -hmm. and be a Stepford wife. I need to start doing that more often. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. I mean, next time I'm in LA, make me one of those bomb ass breakfasts. Yeah, dude. Just make my breakfast better than Chris's. Okay. Okay. That's I'll, all I ask. I will serve it with a lock of his hair. Then thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I turn this into a weird thing? 
I don't know. That was the answer. I don't know if I want his hair in my food. <laughs> and just like a lock of his hair next to it. Oh, like as a garnish? As like a decoration? I could fucks with that. If we could like, I could like braid a piece of his hair. Okay. And then use it, like cut it off and then use it as like a napkin ring. Okay. Like, like it's tweed. Okay. I can fucks with that. Okay. He's going to block both of us. He's like, these crazy witches. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to gonna curse me. He loves it. He loves it. We wouldn't curse him, probably. We love you, Chris. I love him. I don't think, I don't think he could ever move me to cursing him. No. I he's, love him. He's a sweet boy. He is a he's sweet He's a Libra, boy. I think. I think you're right, but I'm not sure. He's a sweetie, though. Are you going to look it up? Yeah. Okay. I'll get on the next card, which is Pisces. And this one lines up so much because it's the moon. Like your tarot card, the moon, you are a creature of ever-changing moods. You do best when you attune to nature's cycles and use them to refresh your intuitive powers. The moon rules emotions, which are your strong suit, especially when you use your compassionate nature to help others. So Pisces is, for looking at cancer as one person's emotions, Scorpio is, you know, how people's emotions work with each other. Mm -hmm. Pisces is everyone's fucking emotions. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's like the collective uh -huh. emotions, which is why Pisces are really, they're really, they're really good at navigating that, so they can be really deceptive. They can, like, they're masters of deception. They're mm -hmm. masters of illusion. They're super sensitive. Mm -hmm. I always, I, I mean, Pisces energy really fucks with me, so I always shit on Pisces, but I love Pisces. I think they're wonderful people. Man, I, um... There was this girl that I was in love with for a good seven years, uh, and she was a Pisces. Mm -hmm. So I think that checks out. She was also like incredibly sensitive, like like looking yeah. back, like too sensitive, but like also very sheltered. So like it, it checks out. Yeah, well, because yeah, the moon is that car that's mm -hmm. all about illusions. Like you're not seeing things completely as they are because there's like there's just like it's things are shrouded in darkness, and there's like this beautiful luminous glow, and you can't mm -hmm. really like fully grasp a situation but mm -hmm. it's like it's lovely yeah yeah what's like well because like i know pisces is rule is ruled by neptune mm -hmm. and i've heard this term used by other astrologers before where like they'll they'll refer to something as like a neptunian relationship and mm -hmm. it's like people will hook up when there's a lot of neptunian action going on or if it's like pisces season and uh -huh. you meet someone it's like you're not you won't actually be seeing the person for who they really truly are uh -huh. you're seeing an illusion of them and then like the relationship unravels and falls apart because you're just like oh not who I thought you were. Oh, no. When is, when is Neptune season so I can avoid men during it? We just got, well, we just got out of Pisces season. So oh, I okay. think Neptune's calmed calm down a little bit. Okay. We're in Aries, so shit's, you know, we're, you know, we're all just, oh boy. We're all just getting through it. Oh, God. <laughs> that checks, the, the Neptunian relationship checks out a little bit. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Neptunian relationships play out, but I haven't. I don't know. I don't relationships Neptune. I don't know at all. Just it's all just it's very confusing. scary, confusing. <laughs> it's yeah. all just terrifying. I mean, every time like I'll look at like the astrology, like should you date this shine chart? It's always like, yeah, Cancer and this shine are always go real well together. Cancers are great homemakers, and then like every relationship I've had's been a fucking shit show i'm like someone's lying to me <laughs> well one of the things that's like 
with cancer is that they can be bad at like articulating their emotions, but you said that you really like to talk about your emotions. I love to talk about my emotions. Mm -hmm. I don't get a lot of practice doing it. Okay. So like, I'm really good at talking about my emotions with a select few group of people, Mm -hmm. but like, especially in relationships, I like my go-to is just like, you don't be needy. Just, just shut up and let it stew. Right, yeah, and until it bubbles over. And then it's just, it's bad. I'm, I'm very much like a camel break. And, like, I always end up, like, dating people who hate talking about their emotions and hate talking to me in general. <laughs> uh, fellas. Um, but it's, yeah. 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 Well, that's the, that's the, oh, you know what? I feel bad because I read... All of the like little synopsis, except for I didn't do the Aries one. Mm-hmm. I I, did, I like started at Taurus. So, what it actually said on the website, it for Aries, it says your tarot card is the Emperor, the guy who will always be there when you need him. This card represents your sign's loyalty and ability to stick by your friends through thick and thin. Like the royal figure on your card, you use your authority and analytical powers to help others and to achieve your goals. So you know now you're satisfied, Aries. Now that you know what now, it says. Now that you know exactly what it says. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, do you, confirmation, Chris Gillespie is a Libra. He is? Yeah, do September you, 24th. Oh. Uh, ladies, he's a Libra. Little... He enjoys long walks on the beach, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He's a sweetie. He's uh, hot as fuck. He's got a nice, he's got a, he's got devilish features. Dude, he is so good looking. He's, he's a, he's a. He's a stud. He's a total fucking he's a, stud. He's a stud. He, yeah. He's hot. He, he's a hottie. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hope you listen to this, Chris, and I hope you get a nice ego boost. Yeah, totally. Because you're a major hottie. And, major uh, hottie. And rate and review which doctorate. Please rate and review which doctorate. Uh, <laughs> and, also rate and review how's, how's your, your mom. mom? <laughs> now that we've complimented you, please review our podcasts. <laughs> Who else can we compliment? Uh, Let's start complimenting. Who do who who has iPhones? <laughs> uh, Courtney Wallstrom is my best friend in Phoenix comedy. Uh, she's an amazing comedian. Uh, she's a firebrand. I don't know what her astrological sign is. I've I've met her a couple times. What up, girl? I liked meeting you those times that we met. She's. Please rate and review. Please rate and review which, <laughs> which doctorate, doctorate and, and how's, how's your mom? mom? Uh, I think she's a Libra too. Really? There's a lot of there's a lot of Libras. Like yeah, she's a, she's a Libra. She's a Libra. You're just like fucking like cracking up the information. You going on Facebook? Yeah, or? I'm going on Facebook. Okay, all right. Uh, if you don't want me to uh, figure out how uh, our friendships match up, take your birthday off. Friend, uh, take your birthday off. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, I love Hattie. Ooh. Hattie Hayes. When is Hattie's birthday? I don't know. She's in New York now, though. But I love her. She is like so she's, she's dead to us. She's like Veronica Vaughn from, from Billy Madison. Which one was that? The one where he has to go back to school. No, who's Veronica Vaughn in that? Oh, she's the hot teacher. She's also a Libra. She, what? What? Yeah, September thirtieth. We're on a roll. What? <laughs> and these are all like people who are very, very good friends of mine, <laughs> who I've had like very intimate friendships with. I I get along really well with Libra too. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a Cancer Libra thing? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, Libra is a sign of relationships and, you know, we're about emotions. The water signs are. 
A friendship between a Cancer and a Libra is a strong relationship with each sign complementing the other and providing exactly what the other don't have. Cancer and Libra seek after opulence and comfort as well as stability and security. They're both cardinal signs. They're both cardinals. That's true. Mm-hmm. Libra is an earth sign, right? Air. Air. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And then I know that I know that Libra and Scorpio get together because um, Libra is like uh, the house of marriage and like relationships and balance. And Scorpio is like, how do our emotions work together? And let's fuck. You know, Cancer and Scorpio. Well, Scorpio is like, let's fuck. True. Let's fuck. Let's let's Reputa- reputation is the most sexual sign. And Cancers are like, let's fall in love and make a home. And then fuck. And then. fuck fuck on every inch of our home yeah that's dude. my thing i want that's what, i, I just, want that i want in love sex i want me too mint girl i want that in love sex too oh, i man, want you it. to i want to be like when there's like a 15 minute window when i don't have to pay attention to the food i want you to bend me over the <laughs> counter and just like take me and then like go sit on the couch and then i'll serve you food i want you to fuck me like you would take my mom to work that's how much you love me <laughs> well, this was fun fellas <laughs> i'm a cancer i I'm, like long walks on the beach kind of i don't know <laughs> i'm a scorpio and um please someone fall in love with me please someone fall in love with me and fuck me but i can't have sex for three weeks oh because of the iud someone please gender gingerly take care of me while the iud heals <laughs> that was a really ugly laugh fellas <laughs> 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 So oh, just we really, this microphone. We really got into like um, how we want to <laughs> how we want to take care of men, but there are none to yeah. take care of. This is this has been. This we, is. We're gonna feel really good about ourselves. I have to like I have to be alone with my thoughts all the way because I'm driving to LA tonight after this. So I'm just gonna be like, yep. Yep. Where have all the good men gone, and where are all the gods? <laughs> um. This is a song for the lonely. Can you hear me? Love is a battlefield. Ah. Cool. Cool. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, uh, We alluded it to it before. Um, I have a podcast, How's Your Mom, uh, where I talk to my friends who are comedians and artists and generally cool people about their moms. Yes. Um, I have one episode out with Brian Kearley who is a, a local Phoenix comedian, He's also a, cu- a major cutie. Such a cutie. Um, lovely girlfriend. I, I know. love their relationship. I, d- I did like a, a chakra balancing session with both of them. Uh-huh. It was so much fun. Yeah, they're 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 great together and separately. Those yeah. are my favorite couples. Yeah, they're uh, adorable. Yeah, so uh, that episode's out. Um, the episode with Lou Moon, who is another local Phoenix comedian. The uh, My listeners know Lou. Yeah, Lou... Uh, he, he's a very good friend of mine. I'm going to roast him on April 7th for his birthday Yay. at Comedy Off Main Street in Mesa, Arizona. Um, so come out if you want to see me make my best friend cry. Um, I think that's it. Yes. Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, every Tuesday I host an open mic at Grand Avenue Pizza in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so if you're in Phoenix and you want to do some, ooh, you want to do some comedy time, come out, uh, show up, go up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Get some fancy it is pizza. A, it is a good mic. It's a good mic. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah, so any social the, any social medias? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a violet child. Violet like the flower. V I O L E T. Um, 
I have a website, allegedly, TrajanDunkley.com. There's nothing on it yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for uh, the social media. So you can find me there uh, if you want to see pictures of my niece. Uh, if you want to see me not advertise any of my comedy shows on Twitter, <laughs> uh, that's where you would do that. Um, like, how's your mom on Facebook? Yeah, that's that's me. Yay. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. This was, I'm so glad I got to see you this weekend. I'm so glad I got to see you this too. Was, I, it was really good to see you. Yeah, it's good. And I'm glad we got to do this like alone time because it's like when you're at the festival, yeah. it's overwhelming. Yeah, because like we were at the festival and that was super overwhelming. And then like we hung out with Chris and my friend and that was super fun. But like it's always nice to have like one on one lady time. Yeah, it is nice to have the one on one lady time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to our uh, third chair, Chris Gillespie, who did not know he was going to be on this podcast. Yeah, but he's but beautiful. He's, he's just a darling boy. He is beautiful and he's sweet. He's a, he's a good boy. And he served our country. He died for our country. <laughs> Parts of him. He, he died on the inside. <laughs> he did. It's okay. He jokes about it too. No, it's okay. He, he, <laughs> we're not just being assholes. This is his entire comedy set. Yeah. And we love him. And we love him for it. We love him for he's it. He's a good boy. All right. All right. Signing out. Signing out. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Witch Doctorate. That was the wonderful Trajan Dunkley, who I love. Uh, my roommate is out of town, and I swear to God, I just heard her window open and close like three times, and I'm like, what kind of crazy demon monster is in her room? I don't know. I'm not going to check. It's not my problem. She can deal with it herself when she gets home. Um, anyway... You can find me online, ReneeWattEntertainment.com. I've got a list of my services and different things that I offer through there. If you're curious about getting a reading, you can find the spellcast at WitchDoctorate.com. My Instagram handles are RainbowGlitterStar and WitchDoctorate. And hey, you guys, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps me out a lot. It helps me with my career. It helps me like hit people up like oh hey like you've got a festival going on you should let me do my podcast on your festival and then get my name on your playbill blah 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 it's business it's showbiz rate and review my shit please i love you so much you are all the prettiest princes and princesses and um i hope you catch a pokemon if you're playing pokemon i don't know just good luck and stuff i love you class dismissed